Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. <laughs> Now we're drinking um, the Experimental Hop. I bought the Experimental Hop 12-pack, variety 12-pack from Sierra Nevada. I'm always curious. Like, I, I always want to just drink, like, the next Sierra Nevada beer, and I want to get, like, really excited about it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not, like, necessarily really disappointed. I'm just not overly excited or blown away by yeah. it. I tried a couple of them last night. You got the Hop, Experimental Hop Pilsner. I tried the Pilsner and the double IPA last night, and I thought they were both okay. Um, and now I've got the IPA, so you should let me know what you think. But I wasn't—I didn't think it was a bad beer. I just was like, didn't wasn't really impressed either. It's nothing exciting, um, you know. For Pilsners, you know, I'm a real huge Epic fan. Okay. So. No, Epic, 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 Epic. Epig, yeah. not epic okay. in Utah. So no ep- epic is uh, I guess they've just expanded, right? So they were, I guess they were pretty small yeah. as local goes, but they just expanded into a new spot, which I have yet to go to. Have you seen that? New it's spot? awesome. Uh, it's right on the waterfront, water, right? And it's cold down there, so bring a sweater. Right. Well, I mean, during the summertime, though, that oh, sounds like, seems be, like it's such a killer location. It's going to be killer. Yes. I, I really want to go down there. I've been really wanting to go back to this. There's this cool little like beer bar slash bait shop called Fathom. And oh, I, yeah. I love the location. I think it's such a rad place to go drink beer. But at the same time, it's so fucking small. So, I know. man, you got to get there before even like three or four people do just to grab a little one of the little tables yeah. or something. So yeah, if you catch the catch it at the right time, it's a good good place to be. But yeah, no, I, I mean that's cool that Epic is uh that they're they're flourishing, especially when they're I guess they're sort of they're mainly like lager focused, right? Like that's their main mainly yeah. yeah but okay. they're doing some like barrel aged stuff and they do dark beer and you know what I what I really love about them is is their lagers. They have a great Schwartz beer. I mean it's just like all good, you know Pilsner. They came out with their Japanese style lager today, I think. Right. And uh, I just dig that stuff because they do it really well. And, and that's small. important, right? Lagering beer and doing a good job at it is a, it can be very tough, especially on the brewing side. So yeah, for the yeah. brewing side, you know, I can't. Unfortunately, we can't make for our work. We can't make a lager because it just ties up a tank too long. Sure, I mean it takes like a minimum of a month. You know, yeah. if maybe maybe longer. That depending. makes me sad. So I just have to keep drinking Epic. <laughs> epic. Epic. Yeah. yeah. Epic is. Epic. Yeah. Epic is the other one. Which, you know, it's In funny. Utah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny, though. I just found out that they just. So there was a uh, there was a small brewery in uh, Santa Barbara called uh, Telegraph. Yeah. They bought and, Telegraph. And they bought Telegraph. I think that's one of the most strange. Like what motivated this company in Utah to buy this little tiny brewery out in no Santa idea. Barbara. And it, now they're going to make hazy beer. Are they really? Oh no. It's I like know. already, well, are they absorbing them or do you know if they're going to like, is it still telegraph or is, do you know if it, I, cause I didn't read much on past the fact that they purchased I, I them. I feel like they're not, abs- I feel like they're not, I feel like they're just like, we're going to absorb them. Okay. And just, just kind of keep the business rolling yeah. or whatever. Interesting. I'm wondering what, like, what if they knew each other? They must have known each other. Something. A friend there, of a friend of a friend. There's got to be something. Some weird connection there somehow. It just seems like the most oddball purchase. Yeah. You know, just to buy this funky little spot in Santa Barbara. And it was one of the, at the time, when I used to li- I used to live in Santa Barbara. And when I, used to, when I lived there, that was one of the better places to get yeah. a beer. Yeah. There weren't a lot of options. Now there's a lot more, but at the time there was only a few spots, and that was one of the better places making beer. You so. got to grow with the times. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not saying Telegraph didn't, but you got to really, you got to have young people invested in your brand. When they get older, though, you have to reinvest in younger people. Sure, I mean you want to keep that. You want to always keep the younger generation 
enthused in some way, right? Because yeah. we need them to keep the business too. It's great if you have your long-term customers or your people that are there for, I mean, they're, they've been your locals. They've been your, your, your rock, like as a business yeah. goes for a long time. But yeah, I mean, eventually maybe someday those people move or they don't come back, you know, whatever they get too old or whatever the hit, you know, whatever the fucking situation is. And then that way you want to be able to appeal to the younger audience somehow, you know, yeah. not necessarily having to change your, your whole business model, but you know, creating something that's going to br- bring them in the door. Yeah. Cause I can't tell anybody about telegraph or, or even Epic beer. I think like, I'm, well, I think Who the thing that's about really that? cool about Epic is that they do like the main thing that they focus on, not that they don't make IPAs or they don't make other, other styles of beer, but their main focus is loggers and they do it well. And I think that that's cool that they're flourishing and doing so well by making those types of beers, because obviously IPAs and hazy IPAs, like that's like the hot, hot thing right now. And it's cool to see that they, that they're thriving and surviving on making majority not that style not yeah. not to say that, have they ever made a hazy ipa i don't I i've don't had one so. of their ipas but it wasn't a hazy it was just a i don't think so and it's much harder for the record it's much harder to make it a, a lager than it is a hazy beer right or an ipa yeah yeah, yeah it's really easy to make an ipa mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no totally i mean that's like that's i mean i've we i've said this on this on this show before but i've always equated it to like when you go to a deli like yeah. everybody's got like the italian cold cut version like the italian sandwich like every brewery every every brewery's got an ipa right like everybody's yeah. got a like their standard you know about the italian cold cuts by the way <laughs> <laughs> some people cut their cut it too thick okay wait the cold cut the cold cut okay so you want to get like the nice like really thin, thin. yeah yeah like the gabagool. I don't need fat. The gabagool. Yeah. The gabagool. The gabagool. Yeah, exactly. yeah. The gabagool. You thin cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't want thick salami in my mouth. <laughs> that works on many different levels. <laughs> uh, so don't date any Italian guys is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not going to. The Sopranos taught me not to. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really giving us a bad name. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's uh I mean that's no yeah, that's the thing is like if you yeah, at a deli, like you're getting that deli slice, you really, really want like the nice yeah. thin, like the very yeah, I think thin slicing and layering is better, right? But yeah. not the big thick like pieces of meat. Yeah, definitely. I'm a guy I'm a sandwich I, I, person, I, I so Oh me too. It that's like my to me. that's like my go to kind of food. Especially yeah. like lunchtime. I'm like, man, I'm busy, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm gonna grab a sandwich real quick. Like that's yeah. that's kind of my go to go to food for sure. Definitely. Oh, sandwiches. Sandwiches. So oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Okay, so actually, that's a good... Where... What is your... What's your... In in San Diego, There's you probably have more than one, but what yeah. do you think is like one of the best sandwich shops you've ever been to? Um, that's a good question. Well, Rubicon is really good. Right, but that's like sort of a... I guess it's sort of like a chain, right? There's more than... There's a couple of those. Rubicon there's a couple is really, of those. Rubicon is really solid. I was actually surprised how good they were. And also get the half sandwich because the yeah, hole is like a fucking whole, loaf yeah. of bread. Uh, it's yeah. like you could seriously hit someone over the head with yeah, it. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, like a... I was like, why does their sandwich cost fifteen dollars? That's so expensive. Uh, all right, well, how about that? Okay, so that's good. Rubicon solid. What about like a maybe like an independent something that's a little more like um, local focused? You know, I I uh, I like the Mona Lisa and little little Italy. They're like a little Italian. I've heard shop. good things. I've yet to go. You know, they have uh, really good sandwiches. They cut the lettuce. They shred the lettuce. Okay. That's a huge thing to me. Do you like shredded lettuce opposed to like the leafy? Like, Yeah, okay. I don't like when you put the big leaves of lettuce in there. So okay. that's a huge thing to me. Um, and then uh, Giorgino's, yeah. which I live close by. Yeah, I love- They do a good... I honestly think cold they, cut sandwich. they do do a good cold cut. I actually think that they also make one of the best cheesesteaks I've ever had. And I've eaten cheesesteaks in Philly and I still think that they're like right on top of that. I think yeah. that they make some of the, like if you're a cheesesteak fan, that's a great place to go. It's a good, it's a good place to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Georgina's good call. What that's about a, you? Um, yeah, that's, you know, I've been trying a lot of different, there was, there's only one that really comes to mind that is like independent and in town and that is Surfside Deli, and they're in Point Loma, right? Yeah. Like, like we're in your stone. So it used to be called Brown Bag Deli. It was this funky little spot, and I just drove by there one time. 
And I was like, what is that? I'm, it's a little deli. I've never heard. It. I'm going to go in there and see if I can get a sandwich. And Brown Bag had like these really just generic, like basic sandwiches, but they were like a lot of food for then the sandwiches weren't that expensive. And so I'd go there periodically. And then one day I randomly walked in and it was like, it wasn't Brown Bag anymore. It was Surfside. And they like just opened. And I was like, what the hell's going on in here? And then luckily the sandwiches were good, but they make their own bread there. They make their own like spread, you know, spread for the sandwiches. They've been really solid. Yeah. So. I gotta go in there. It's hard though. If you don't immediately oh, the parking turn, is fucking awful. The parking you, you, is you're better awful. off like turning the corner and going up into the neighborhood and just parking and walking down because yeah. there's like it's just yeah it is horrendous. Uh, I don't it, it it the fact that they're in that little spot like I get the feeling that with the business they're doing and how well they're doing I get the feeling they'll probably open another either they'll move or they'll open up another location yeah. just because I don't think that place supports them that well. On, like, Tuesdays and stuff, they do barbecue tri-tip, stuff like that. So, it's like they've got a lot going on, and it's all, like, uh, they're dudes from OB, uh, Ocean Beach, and uh, it's just, like, a kind of very local-focused kind of little small deli. So, a lot of guys from Ocean Beach will come out and, like, have lunch there and stuff like that. All these dudes that are, like, surfers and skaters. But I also see a lot of military out there, you know for sure um uh military because they're everywhere it's yeah just, everywhere i run into people in, in, in camo constantly yeah <laughs> um okay so those are anything else like any other do you think of any other like sandwich spots anything that's no, else like, you know i maybe i'll shout them out at the end of the show let me know do you have any other place that like where, like if you freak do you frequent anything like in your area is there something that you like to that's easy to get to you but decent you know what i mean like for lunch breaks or whatever. I don't know if you bring lunch from home or. I mean, for lunch breaks, no, not really. I mean, uh, there's places that I want to try, but there's not, there's nowhere where it's really like, I've had like Ike's, which is in Hillcrest. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I've had Ike's before. It's okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. You know, when you're spreading mayo on a, on a sandwich, yeah. it's like, you don't have to coat it, you know. <laughs> You're I don't want mayo on say my l- mouth. L- light, light mayo. Light mayo. Yeah. Light, light mayo. Have you tried? So one of the places I've seen listed as one of the great places in San Diego I've yet to go. It's called Tea Deli. I think it's like in the Hillcrest area. Have no, you, I haven't gone have there. Not? Okay. So I've heard really good things. I've not tried it though. I'll have so to go there. I'll have to put it on the list of, yeah. of, of, of places Definitely. to go. Uh, there's a place up the hill from here called uh, Big Front Door. They oh, make, they I make like solid, Big Front Door. Solid yeah. sandwiches. It's a little expensive. But they're good. They're like, and they take the, the thing is they do take a little bit of time. Like if you're in there and there's a lot of people, you're going to yeah. be waiting for a while to get a sandwich. They're not the fastest deli in the world, but they're all it's nice good. people. Yeah. It's a nice, like, um, like the guy like lives locally and he's like, nice. the owner's a nice dude. And yeah. It's a cool, funky little spot. I like, I like big front door. If you go there after one o'clock, you'll get parking. Oh yeah. No, there's yeah. that, that long line. You can usually yeah. find something out that, that, that area. Okay. Well, um, Okay, so what? I'm sorry. What did you say? You're okay with the pills now? I'm okay or? with yeah. it. It's not. I mean, it's these not, mix packs. It's like, man. You never really know. I heard. I mean, especially that they're they're using experimental hops. Yeah. I did not read what hop they use on the beer. This one's I the IPA is also. I tried the double, and this one is. I'm gonna try it again so I can. It's okay. It is. It's just kind of okay. It's like got an okay bitter character, but it's almost a little sweet. Um, which I, that always kind of puts me off when it has like a yeah sweet like IPAs a sweet I, a sweetness to it. it makes me wonder what what the ingredients are that they're using that causes that sugar yeah um, yeah overall this whole pack has been I've I've been interested in trying the only thing I haven't tried yet of it is the session IPA so that'll probably be my next one but yeah this is this is all right I mean yeah it's Sierra Nevada just I, I I like to give them a shot when I when I can so yeah I've heard the hot bullet that they came out with is not very good though. But it's mixed reviews. I've seen some people that post about it that liked it. Other people are saying it's not so great. So Me people too. people that I've trust I trust their beer knowledge and understanding of. They've yeah. been saying they're not enjoying it, and so I'm like, all right, well we have similar tastes, so I'm gonna <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna trust you on this one. Don't trust them. Don't trust. Don't trust anybody. them. Just don't. Okay government conspiracy black panther taught me that okay so actually let's talk about back black panther's good transition seg- uh, good segue yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's so uh we both seen black panther now um and it's destroying the box office yeah it's, it's going insane unreal and i thought that you know i remember saying to myself as when jordan peele uh did get out and it did so well and it, what the movie cost him like a couple million and they made like 
like three times the amount that, you know, right off like with yeah. the first couple weekends or whatever. And so at the time he became, I think it was the most, like it was the highest grossing black director of all time at the, at the time that he had that they made the movie. And I was like, man, as soon as black Panther comes out though, that's like out the window because yeah. one, I mean, one, he's already losing the fact that it's just a Marvel movie. Marvel alone is going to bring in the audience. But so this was the right, I mean, they just, I mean, to me, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed, I thought some of the like graphical stuff needed some work. Like I feel like Marvel could have put a little more money into the CG because I thought it got a little cartoony at certain sections. And I thought the pacing was a little funky, but I think the movie itself was really entertaining. And I realized, and I know we talked about this sort of already, but I really didn't know what to expect when I walked in the door. And this was what we were talking about with, um, how the trailers were yeah, is that they really didn't do much explaining on what the story was about. So yeah, walking in the walking into the actual walking in the actual theater and watching the movie, I was like, I have no idea what this movie is, I mean, and that's pretty rare. These days, you usually walk into a movie and go, I know exactly what I'm going to go see. Exactly. And I think they did. A, I, so in a way, I guess the trailers did a good job. As I was intrigued, I did want to go see the movie, but I had no idea what I was watching. Yeah, that first opening scene, I was like, man, where are we going with this? Because uh, you know, Sterling K. Brown, you know, he. He's a great actor. So if I know he's involved in something, someone's right. going to cry. Yeah. Okay, because he's always having stuff where, you know, people are crying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of didn't catch on because I was like, ah, what's going on? He's the main guy in the beginning, right? Like yeah. The, in the, so it's not a spoiler, but the movie, the very beginning of the movie does a narration explaining, like, kind of the history of Black Panther. And then it goes, if you haven't seen the movie, then it explains... Um, uh, or sorry, it goes and it goes into the like the intro explains the like the basics of the Black Panther, and then it goes to like 1991, and they're in yeah. Oakland, right? So it's the first, it's like the the main father, right? Yeah, like he's okay. I couldn't remember the actor's name, but that was yeah. He's got very expressive eyes. He does. Like he's very like he did a lot of acting with his eyes. Yeah. Um, which is really, I mean, that was the whole thing was really cool. Ryan Coogler, the director, uh, grew up in Oakland, so it was almost like very fitting that he set the beginning of that movie in, in Oakland, Oakland yeah. as kind of like a starting point. Um, I thought that that was a really like, it was a, it was a, it felt uh, a little disjointed because as soon as that sequence, like the beginning of that movie ends, it goes right into the Marvel logo. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm watching a Marvel movie. Like I actually forgot for a hot second that that's what we were watching. You know, I think that was meant, I think that was meant to be a thing because it's kind of like, whoa, we're not going to immediately give you Black Panther. And I think a lot of these Marvel movies, we start out and we're like, where's the main character? Where right. is he? Where's the suit? Beer works. Uh, the beer's, beer. beer's killing Brewers her. Cough. The beer's cough. <laughs> the brewer's cough. It's like um, the black lung. It's yeah. Like <laughs> but I think uh, a lot of these uh, superhero movies, where it's like, get to the suit part. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's, I mean... I am all I for me specifically I since and I know I'm in I I'm probably in a, a small group of people that don't like origin stories because I've read a lot of comic books and I know the general origins of almost every character so I feel like origin stories take a long time they take like over an hour of the film yeah. to like make the person the person that they are the thing I liked about Black Panther opposed to other like first movies is that they had already established that he was Black Panther in in uh, Captain America. So it was like there wasn't a lot of like him becoming Black Panther. He was already Black Panther. It's all the other shit he's got to deal with. Yeah. Like the fallout of losing his father and like all this other stuff where he's kind of like now he's got to get into the political stuff of his own his own country and how he has to maintain it because now he's acting king. So it's not just being protector. It's being king now, too. Yeah. And I mean, if if you if you really think about it, um, Nakia, right? Lupita Nyong'o. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She introduces kind of a a radical idea, right. and you kind of don't really understand it till after the movie, because Killmonger represents the same idea essentially, but right. more extreme. You know what I want to do? I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want us to like have to <clears throat> like hold off on talking about the like the spoiler part of it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna straight up say that we're we're gonna talk about the movie as a whole. Oh, we're gonna uh, spoil it. Well, we're not. I don't want to say we're gonna overtly spoil it, spoil it, but I want to just say that we're gonna talk about it, just to talk about it. And if spoilers are involved, then that's on you. If you don't want to, 
I would say go watch the movie and come back to this because if or that if you don't care. Yeah, just, yeah. just fast forward it. Yeah, just fast forward for a while. For a while. <laughs> a skosh. Listen, listen to the first half. So, anyways, the really the long and short of it is that she talks about not wanting to. They're going to rescue her, and they're. Um, Did she really need to be rescued though? That's a good question. It is a good question because they weren't, but the, you know the, the fucked up thing about these, like these women are going to be sold into slavery. Yeah. This is the very beginning of this movie, right? And they're going to be sold into slavery. They weren't going to go help her though. They weren't going to go, I mean, they were going to get her. Yeah. They weren't going to get everybody else. Yeah. So they were like, and she's obviously been working on this for a while. It seemed like she was undercover. She was annoyed that they showed up, you know, but obviously they were trying to get, but that's another thing is not only, I think there's like a lot of lessons that are, are put throughout this, but it's showing how Wakanda is sort of selfish as a whole where they have no interest in sharing their yeah. wealth or their abilities with anybody other. So even for that specific example, there's like 10, 20 women that are going to be sold into slavery. They didn't, they weren't there to save those women. They were there just to get the, the friend or the, yeah. or the love interest out of it. That's true. And so it's interesting to see like how selfish they are in the beginning and the way things end. You know what I mean? So it's fascinating to think that um, there's a lot. I mean, the, the movie touches on a lot of stuff. But I thought that there was a. Re- I thought they did a good job of making this almost like a James Bond esque film. Like it felt almost James Bondy in yeah. like the kind of stylistic, like them going to the casino and like all the gadgets and all the stuff that they had. So I thought they did a really good job on that side of it. So it didn't really feel like your traditional superhero movie. And then again, we talked about this too, but <laughs> even Black Panther, he isn't even really the focus of the movie. Yeah. It's like a lot about the supporting characters and all the people that are around him. Yeah, because <clears throat> he's not the only person who keeps Wakanda alive. Right, right. a lot of these ideals are throughout the people mm-hmm. who are there. And, I mean, and, he, and obviously he's there as like the protector, the person that is yeah. supposed to sustain what they've had or help like keep tradition going. But then I think that that's really interesting. Like there's people like, uh, is it, is it Suri or Yuri? What's, what's her, his sister's little name? The, I think it's Suri. Suri. Okay. I, and she was awesome. I liked, she was awesome. I thought she was like one of the best characters of the movie because she's the one who's sort of going, I'm young, I'm smart. Like I understand a lot of like. She, like, understands certain aspects of the world but doesn't at all because she lives in Wakanda and never yeah. leaves. So there's a lot of things she doesn't see, you know, experience the world. But she she is sort of, like, the anti-traditional person. Like, the, yeah. she's the new generation saying that we don't have to do this or that to, like, still be prosperous, you know. So I thought that was really cool. I thought there was a lot of characters that challenged the – each characters on different sides were challenging the dynamics. And that's not even not even talking about – killmonger like the villain it was even people in wakanda are thinking that things need to change so what's the the main actor i can never remember his name but the main actor from get out was one of the like daniel daniel kuya i think so yeah so that's like one of the like he's one of the tribal leaders and one of the people that he turns against right and he sort of goes rogue and becomes like a villain in a sense and with that i mean it almost seems like inadvertently but because he thinks that things need to change and yeah, he feels like the Black like, Panther lineage hasn't helped him or his family at all. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to people who want to be, if they don't have specific things working for them, they're like, well, this doesn't work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and go against whatever that ideal is. The thing is, at the end of the movie, when he, you know, are you going to kill your wife? Mm-hmm. Well, that's is that it. how strong your ideals are? Well, that's it, too. Because I mean, she's she's strong. Right. Well, I mean, that's I think that's the thing too is that the funny thing is they don't really touch on their really. So I imagine there's some deleted scenes, stuff yeah, that got cut out of the yeah. movie, you know, because their relationship almost is non-existent. Yeah, like they don't really see each other throughout the. I don't even do they even interact besides that part where they fight near the end, like or almost fight. Like really, I don't like they when he brings up, you know, Chadwick Boseman brings it up on his like little thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only interaction they really and they have. refer to each other as like as their love or yeah. their lover or whatever, but. I think it's really strange that there is a like no oh there's no really like connection between them. Yeah. But it's the thing is that it, we also talked about this. So the Dormelage is the women with uh the all the bald women that are like the the royal guard and they're fucking badass too. That whole group was really fucking cool. Um, but I realized that like they have this blind loyalty to the country of Wakanda. And there's not then they and she was like I have to follow my duty right like I have to yeah. like when the Killmonger <laughs> thing happened it's like they have to she has to follow her duty but at the same time like where what what's the point of blind faith if you're following somebody 
who is shitty, you know? And I think that that, I think that comes down to a lot of, uh, it's a social commentary on our current political situation. And I think it touches on it. Renee, it's like, I think intelligent people can read into that, and I think there's a lot of people that it's going to go right over their head. Oh you know? yeah, but I, I think a lot of certain voters. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's the thing is that I think that this movie, this movie did a good job of being kind of like a um, a cultural movement, but at the same time, uh, just showing us that we can get out of. I think it, this is also like a message to Hollywood to say it's okay to have a movie with all black people in it and yeah. and be successful. And Marvel was the right kind of company to do that because they are so popular that they would like, if they, they could have, it could, the movie could have been called Chinese Panther. Yeah. And it's like, they still would have been bringing people in make from Asian culture. They could have done it with anything. Right. Yeah. And use that. But it's important that they brought those, they, they bring that audience. You They've know, earned so. the trust of the, the viewer to where they can be like, we're going to make a, a Black Panther movie. And people are like, well, what does that mean? Right. Well, we're going to make a, we're going to get a, a director who's going to make an essentially all black movie. Right. And we're going to ride with it. And we don't, they have to, somebody essentially had to say, we don't care what we're going to roll with this. And sure. we don't care what the box office projections are going to be. I mean, I guess the thing is too, it's like, I, I guess you need that, like the powerhouse, like you need, so this is actually this funny. It kind of re- re- relates to beer a little bit to where we need the big breweries in the world yeah. to say this is the trend and not let the customer decide for you. Because yeah. if we let the customers decide for us, the customer is probably going to be the, the, the most outspoken, terrible people are going to come out and say what they want to say. Right. Yeah. The people that we should not be really taking, you know, taking their advice. It's going to be the, the shitty racist people are going to be out there saying you shouldn't make a, uh, a movie about all black people or about all Asian people or, or Mexicans or whatever. So, we don't. We have to have that big brewery or that big company like Disney or Marvel stand up and say, "No, we're making this movie, and it's important, and yeah. like you need to come and see it." You know, and like set the trend and say, "Hey, so this could shoot a message out to Hollywood and say it's okay to make a movie with all black people in it and also do well." And this is what I was a little confused about: was that this isn't this is a huge box office success, like way more than any other any other movie, especially movies that are focusing on black people. But it's like. Tyler Perry and other other um, movies that have come out in the past have made really good money that yeah. have been like uh, black focused. But what what do you think? What do you think is different about this movie that sets like sets it apart from those other ones? Marketing, okay, because you can have a a great black movie, and if you don't market it. It's nothing. Right. And you know what? Marvel put 100% of who they are into it. And you know what? They created a trailer to where it wasn't, it didn't give anything away. And I think if people would have known that there was so much social stuff, so much social commentary in it, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would have been like, here we go. You thought they were really smart about it and just said, hey, fuck, this is an action movie. Come see the action movie. But people, you kind of put it into the... And we and it's weird to say this, but Michael B. Jordan is is a real star. Oh yeah, like he he's been in a ton of shit. He's so been in a ton yeah. of shit, and yeah. people people actually like seeing Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan on screen, right? And Daniel on screen, and Chadwick Boseman on screen, and Lupita. They mm-hmm. like seeing these people on screen. So these are likable people yeah. playing roles, and you know what? Marvel kind of played it close to the close to the. Uh, close to the the chest and said hey you know what we're gonna give you a trailer but i think what that movie represented is when you heard that kendrick lamar was gonna do a couple of tracks and then he he saw it and felt he kind of saw the first run of it and he's Mm -hmm. like i'll just do the whole damn thing right that there's like little there's a lot of black things in black panther Mm mm-hmm so, Marvel actually like let that happen. Right. They didn't constrain any of that, and I think that's. It was when I saw it. It was mostly white people okay. in my theater. Yeah. Fair enough. I it mean, wasn't. I... It wasn't. A, there was black people there, but it was. There was white people there, and I think what it was that's like. That's a good sign. Right? That's a good sign because <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. what some people could have said was, "What if we make something that's too black, and white people just don't want to see it right now?" Sure. I don't know. That's. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's obviously like, uh, 
I think it's important to have movies that have cultural differences in them because there should you should be able to go see a movie that you completely relate with and that like yeah. white people don't have to get right i or, honestly or... felt uncomfortable it was too black okay it was definitely too black <laughs> in like the first hour yeah like, honestly i was like wow this is like really black forward right they're saying a lot of like black ideals i don't know if people are really understanding what's going on here right right and i think that i i I feel like there's a lot of movies that have come out in the past that I was t- we were talking about that that are are black focused, but I guess the, a lot of the stuff that was in my mind they're mostly comedies, you know, like yeah. things like that, like Friday or I was even mentioning like I I actually like them, but they're like the house party movies from yeah. back in the '90s and stuff. Like they're stupid fun, but they're all I mean it's very much like a black focused thing. Yeah, I, black I comedy think, is yeah. undefeated, right. but seeing black people who are intelligent, right, well spoken. And that they're accomplished. Sure, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see... I mean, I didn't see the movie, but I, I heard really good things. I think it was nominated for an Oscar. It was Moonlight. I never saw Moonlight. Okay, so I heard good things. I, I heard good things it's about It's on my it, list. It's on Amazon. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. But I'm curious to watch that movie, too. I mean, obviously, no, yeah. not not nearly as much of a, like, a high-grossing film. But, I mean, it's nice to know that there's... There, I feel like we're there's steps in the right direction. Hollywood needs to get away from being... Uh, like where this movie didn't feel forced to me, there's been a lot of movies where they go, we're pairing up the black guy and the white guy and it feels super forced or they're forcing these relationships that you feel like they never feel really dynamic or like that they should exist in the first place because they're not real. And it seems like forced to like everything's forced the whole, the whole idea behind it. So it's nice to see that we're moving in a direction where everything feels a little more natural. I think Marvel, Marvel needs to be commended. And you know, I, I honestly believe that DC wouldn't be able to pull pull off a, sh- a movie like this because right. a movie like this would have had a whole different cast and just from the way that the black people were shot I don't, I don't know if anyone knows this but the way black people are shot you actually need to shoot them in a different way because mm. they have a darker skin complexion sure. and you can't see them on film mm. as easily as other black people right so lighting which is, is why like yeah. someone like light skin like will smith is appealing because you can shoot him in any light sure. right every there was a lot of dark skinned people mm. in black panther and they were shot beautifully right it's little things like that that like are going to just set the tone for like future Marvel movies. And by the way, they just did a Marvel movie where you know all you need to know about Black Panther and you can just drop him in to Avengers and be like, and that's, I mean, yeah. and that's honestly a great thing to do because, I mean, even bringing him into uh, Captain America yeah. and giving him a little introduction there, you kind of get already familiar with him. So people already had some experience with him. I wonder if having him in the third Captain America movie helped with this movie too just because there's already a little bit of an intro for this character yeah so there's a little bit of intrigue already and then you're like now we're gonna see a movie all about him and all about his stuff and like his world and then give that introduction and be like and then when you see him in avengers it's gonna be just as it's not gonna be as prolific because it's not gonna be about him yeah it's gonna be about a whole bunch of other global like their world catastrophes but it's gonna be he's now a part of their world they're going to be fighting in their in Wakanda, like they show up from the trailer from yeah. Avengers and stuff like that. So obviously they're incorporating this new world, this new space into into the Marvel like the the cinematic universe, yeah. like bringing it in and really becoming making seamless. it making a, a large part of it, right? Where you could do that with like. Um, Thor and uh, As- Asgard and like Asgard is this, this city that exists in the sky but it's yeah. sort of untouchable and you can't really get to it and then they're just like uh, Thor Ragnarok if you haven't seen it uh, they fucking destroy it it's that's the whole point of Ragnarok look it up but I mean, it's like that's the the idea is that they're just like this city this world that nobody really gave a shit about yeah. we're getting rid of it like it's not a focus they can bring in something that has more substance and su- more substantial yeah. like Wakanda and bring that in as a place that we can focus a lot of energy on well, let me ask you what did you think of Killmonger's position that we should be using our power or sorry Wakanda's power to yeah. to take over the world and I, dominate the world versus Nakia's. So obviously, I think that's wrong, right? Like, I think like dominating the world with your technology isn't a good option. That becomes you become you becoming an empire, you know, and becoming a dictatorship is not really the right way to go. Finding a de- there's a delicate balance, right? They have a resource that is it's not unlimited, right? Yeah. Even though they're able to just use it 
at at will. But like, okay, I'll, I'll go back because actually, we I started watching the um, all the old. I'm catching up. I'm gonna start watching all the old Marvel movies or watching them in like chronological order, and then getting up to watching every one of them until Avengers happens in May. Yeah. So just kind of like rehashing and rebuilding, like watching the whole story kind of build, and. One of the very first things they say in Captain America when he gets a shield, he's like, oh, what's this? And he's holding the shield. And he goes, oh, that's made out of vibranium. And he goes, that's one of the rarest metals on the planet. Now, it's not really one of the rarest metals on the planet. It's just that it's so infrequently dispersed out into the rest yeah, of the so planet. Who made, who made his shield? Where they, where did they get the shield? Where did they get the alloy for it? Who knows? I didn't yeah. realize that. Because that, that's like the whole, the whole thing is like, well, they could have been from somebody like Claw. Yeah. Right? So Claw is like, vibranium. who's stealing vibranium. And they even touch on that in Avengers 2. He's like got that whole closet full of like yeah. that secret place of all this vibranium. So he's probably trickling it out in the black market somehow, some way, you know. But obviously the very first Captain America happens in the 40s. So it's was already available to some extent, but they're like, that's the rarest metal in the world. And that's the only, that shield is one of a kind. Like we do not have, he's like that you're holding all of the vibranium we ever had. Yeah. And it's in the shield. So that's kind of funny that they like make that point of it, but it's, there's a, there's a balance and it's, it actually comes down to a political system to talk. It's almost like we're talking about America a little bit where we have all these resources, we have all these things, but how much do we share with the rest of the world and keep enough for ourselves that we can still thrive and prosper. Yeah. So, I mean, it is. It's like a real political conversation, which is brought into this movie. So, it's very fascinating to me that that, that those two things happen that way. Uh, I just think that the movie itself, it brings up a lot of questions that you can equate to our real current situation, like globally, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that I say with fewer, uh, most Marvel movies have not done that. You know, they've not really brought in that, like, that real world life, like, conversation. They deal with things on a more personal level, like losing a friend or something. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, no, I think Black Panther did a lot of good job. I think there's, like, again, it's not a perfect movie. I think there's some stuff that needs, like, needed some attention, like some of the editing and things like that. But um, it's really, like, Killmonger is an interesting character, too, because he's, like, the he's uh, a product of what... How he grew up. Right, and they made him... Th- th- Wakanda and their situation almost made him what he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost like with because having war dogs all over the all over the planet, like helping them obtain materials or keep the peace or whatever yeah. the situation is, why they exist out there. There's spies all over the all over the planet that are from Wakanda. And he's just sort of become like this mercenary with no name, no world, no like, you know, no life. And obviously he's like covering his body and all of his like scars with those kills and stuff. It's pretty intense to think that like, yeah, there's and not to the same extreme, but there's probably people out there, soldiers who have been yeah. put in place by our government or other governments who are living a very similar life. And so it's, I, I think the movie did a great job of just really touching on a lot of stuff that I don't think gets questioned. And the thing is that it'll go over a lot of people's heads because it's a Marvel movie and it's based off a comic book. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a comic book, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, some of that message can get a little bit lost on the actual subject matter of this being like a superhero film, but I think it did a lot for the future of Marvel storytelling, like how, yeah, you, like what the, what they'll do for the for like a future from now on after the Avengers movies come out, like the things they can do or the things that the subjects they can touch on. I think they can go those, those places. Those places. Yeah. yeah. I think when I, when I think about it, if a, if a kid watched it. And, you know, the ultimately these things have to reach kids too, right? Because, I mean, they're, they're the future. But right. in the future, like, Marvel mm-hmm. has a plan. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to keep all this right, going. They're never going to stop. Disney you know? paid a lot of money yeah. for, I mean, not that they, Disney already made back their cash on this. Yeah. I was actually just reading, on a side note, I was just reading because of three D- Disney movies that have come out within this last year. So, like, Star Wars... Black Panther, and there was one other movie on the list. It's already grossed Disney over a billion dollars just into this like new fiscal year. So I, Disney, please hire me so yeah, I can Disney, work please, for your, please. Just, just give me some of your. Can we just watch your movies? Some of your really nice money. We'll just watch your whole catalog. And yeah, why not? I'll just go back through no everything. Words, yeah, and we'll just do it. But yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing to me that just like the the significance of the movie and how well it's doing is great. Like, I think that there's a lot, I'm glad that everybody's going to see it. I hope that 
we can get more films like this in the future. And I think that I feel like it's important. I feel like Marvel taking, I I don't want to say it's a risk because I don't think it's a risk to make a movie like this, but them saying we're going to make this movie and we're going to put it out there and we're going to see what we do. And the fact that it's just, it's gotten so much money and so much like just, praise yeah i think that's going to tell marvel that they can just do the movie make whatever movie you want to make go ahead and do it and it'll be okay you know and i don't yeah. i think that this showing that our culture the people who actually i would say for the most part are not racist or not shitty or just like they those are the people that are going to see these movies and it's a that's a huge amount of people right it is. that are wanting to say like we want to see these things in in theaters and we want to hear we want to see this in our culture and our music yeah. and see like I would say, like, for more on just not even just, like, more equality aspect, you know? The fact that you're in a uh, theater with mainly white people is a really good thing. Like, if yeah. you were sitting in that movie and it's making a ton of money, but you were in a, mo- a theater with only black people, then we're not, we're not, it's not really reaching the right, the right person, right? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to reach you as much as it needs to reach the person who yeah. doesn't understand. It needs to reach all, all types of uh, different things. Absolutely. I think it's, it's important to, yeah, come into that come into that world and just say like i'm experiencing a culture that i'm not i mean obviously this is all it's fictional but yeah to give you that kind of that that side of it and say like i mean you're experiencing this world and this this side of the planet that you maybe will never go to or experience or see yeah so i mean here i was <clears throat> listening to another <clears throat> interview of people talking about about the movie and there was a guy one of the guys he was saying he was a, a film reviewer and he was saying that i actually went to africa when i was a little kid and he was like, I felt, you know, he's like, I saw these things. And he was like, that movie actually like hit a chord with me too, because it, there was, there's certain elements of that really made a lot of like talking about like Wakanda helping and like putting out, you know, putting out a helping hand and saying like, we have these resources, like here we are. Um, he was saying that that's really valuable because he's like seeing the way Africa was at the time when I was there as a kid was like, it was tough. And just like how like uh poor some of the communities were and things like that and he was just talking about how having something like wakanda exists but hiding in the shadows and not helping and then for them to be existing and like he was saying that this is going to be really interesting dynamic for when now that they've revealed themselves as being a culture that isn't a third world country and is like highly technologically advanced and all this stuff they're showing that they can now do something for the so there's going to be an interesting like political conversation slash backlash for future films too like even if they do well i mean it's pretty much guaranteed to happen they're gonna make another black panther movie right yeah so they're gonna make another one and they'll probably make like three movies they'll probably be at least three movies and then obviously include black panther and all the ensemble pictures like other avengers movies and stuff like that but i think that's cool it's like at least that's like a different part of the culture now it's coming in because you know there was a backlash um i've mentioned that i'll be on the on the show before too but there was a backlash from marvel when they did Doctor Strange yeah. and the fact that the ancient one was a white woman. Yeah. And they were talking about how they're like whitewashing. But we what I mentioned before was that uh, the original character, the ancient one, was a stereotypical old Asian man. So how do you get away from the trope of being are we being too stereotypical? But like like could you imagine if they made Black Panther but the the character was white? Oh man. <laughs> like if they made so yeah. I mean wouldn't that be really weird, right? It They'd would be, be like weird. <clears throat> but it's not really that weird when you when you take a white person who's a, a certain character and then you make them a black person. I really don't like mixing up races and mixing up genders. It doesn't really bother me so much uh, as long as the it's done well. Sometimes they just take the character, you know, they switch them up. But like a lot of people are referring to talking about uh, Dark Tower too. Where oh, I guess yeah. I guess apparently the character in the books is never referred to as white, but there's a couple of comic, a uh, couple of comic books that came out that uh, had the, the the gunslinger as a white person. Yeah. So then they made this movie with, with Idris, and like there was like this weird like thing going, oh, he was never a black guy, and you're like, what is it? Does it matter though? Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It, I don't think it affects. I don't think it affects the movie. You know, yeah. I don't think it changes things for better or for worse. Um, or they did that, and this is very early on, but Michael Clark Duncan played uh the kingpin in the old like ben affleck daredevil but that movie sucked in general but i think that michael clark duncan fit the like the the build of that character in the comic books who's very like outlandishly huge and this giant bald white man like michael clark duncan taking the place of that character like it worked you know so in the tv show obviously they have a different um vincent d'onofrio playing kingpin it's a different different thing but i don't think like or even 
having um, Samuel Jackson play Nick Fury, who was originally in the comic books like this old grizzled white dude with the eye patch, and then ha- new comics came in and drew him as a black character, it makes no difference. You know, it doesn't change yeah. anything about those characters. So it's like, do you, without avoiding, like trying to avoid stereotypes and trying to like make a cultural like statement, I think that that Black Panther pretty much nailed it on that side of they things. They did. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a little weird that, do you ever, I mean, like, so comic book characters have pretty much terrible names for the most part. Yeah. It's like Batman and Superman and, and Spider-Man. And like, there's like, for the most part, they're really not that creative. Yeah. But the one thing I always thought was really interesting is that we always talk about like names of characters and stuff like that. Is it, is it kind of funky that like Black Panther is also a black person where like, for example, DC has got a character called black lightning yeah. and he's a black guy. Like, I don't know. To me, it seems like really like, could you call him black lightning and then have him be a white guy? Like, no. I don't, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, it seems odd to me. Do they need to be like, there's, it's almost refers back to like black exploitation films yeah. where it was like blackula or something like that, where they have to state that the character is a black person. I think for, for where we are now, now that, black people are actually allowed to play heroes yeah they have to be black panther and just as where you know iron fist they they really messed up by if iron fist was asian there's Mm -hmm. no way he should be a white guy oh i get that yeah yeah yeah, i get that no i told and also that that iron fist show sucks i I think it's okay (laughs) to turn white characters black but i don't think in this day and age it's okay to turn black characters white sure um well i mean like (laughs) I mean, like, for example, like Falcon, yeah, he, he's a a black character, a black actor, um, but he's not called Black Falcon. You're you know right. what I mean? You're right. Yeah. Like, did, I mean, would it, I don't think it's, it makes the character any more like less effect. You know what I mean? Like effective. It's being like, here's Black Falcon. You know, it's like. But Panther you know, sounds weird. No, I know that. I know that. I mean, Black Panther makes sense to me. He's a, a Panthers are black. Like it makes a lot yeah. of sense. It just seems interesting to put him in that position and make like. Also, make sure that the character is black, so we can. It just, I don't know. It just seems funky to me. And Maybe it seems, there's some kind of Marvel chart where they're like, it's like an outdated. Black, it's an outdated way to like we have to name do some characters. Black characters. And you know, actually, you know, if it wasn't Black Lightning, it'd be Lightning, right? And then it'd be two guys, Flash, <laughs> Flash, and Lightning. Right, right. I don't know. I just think it's. I just. I find it fascinating. So it's more about just. I think that that the thing is too; these characters are old. Yeah, they're from like the '60s, so it is uh, again. Definitely. Even though the the comic creators who were white guys created this, they were probably looking to say like, "We need to diversify, and we need to create these characters, especially in the '60s." But they're like, "How do we get around? Like, okay, we're gonna call this character Black Panther, and also exactly. make sure he's a That's black exactly dude." Exactly yeah. how it yeah, yeah, yeah. happened. Yeah, it's funny. It's just funny to me. But I, I mean, it's all interesting. But again, but but when Captain America went black, they didn't call him Black Captain America. No, that would way. be. <laughs> And that would be really fucked up if they yeah. did, right? They'd be like, okay, Captain America, Steve Rogers died. It's now uh, the guy who was the Falcon. It's like uh, Black... Or it's like... It'd be like, a, what's a... Um, Iron... Uh, War Machine is is Don yeah. Cheadle, right? Yeah. If they just call him Black War Machine. Like, Black War Machine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought that would be that. It's like, not everybody needs the... The, the, the Black little, connotation, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, in all in all, though, I think that Black Panther did kind of set like a, a kind of a new standard for things. And I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that it's doing as well as it is because it's going to it's already made more money than the first Avengers movie. Right. And it's like first like first weekend, like first yeah. week. It's already grossed more than the first Avengers movie, which is as comic book movies go. It's great. Um, it's just it's just interesting to see how fucking well this movie is doing. Um, it's yeah, just kind man. of, it's blown up and it's only in its first week. So, I mean, the fact that it's just going to, it's got so much like life span ahead of it. Cause it's got another probably month or two in theaters. And then on top of that, they've got like the video release and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's already going to come on Netflix in September. So it's already going to be like a whole nother. Oh, is it really hitting Netflix in September? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It, Oh, they're ready to go. They're ready. <clears throat> they're ready. And, uh, merchandising and just all that. That's good though. I mean, just, you I know mean, what? Yeah. Let Disney let Disney and Marvel make their money off of this and then go, all right, now we can just make whatever the fuck we want to do and we don't have exactly. to worry about it. You know, within the first it took them it took them ten years to make this movie because if they started this if they started out the Marvel universe with 
with Black Panther, who knows where we would have been. We you know? wouldn't have been here. Yeah, I don't think they so. They don't make this movie 10 years ago. Right. Definitely. And I, Well, because yeah, I guess there, I didn't know this, but I guess there was a mention that in the 90s, there was talks of Wesley Snipes doing a Black Panther movie. Yeah. But I didn't know about this until recently. And I didn't I didn't end up reading the whole article about it. But that would have been fascinating, right? Like to see him like do instead of doing Blade. Yeah. Doing Black Panther. That would have been. I actually uh, heard an interview with Wesley Snipes and he talked about how uh, execs were crazy. They they didn't understand how much money Blade would actually make, and they didn't understand its impact overseas. So they, when he, when the movie released overseas, it did incredibly well. Right. And the execs were like, "We totally didn't yeah. even think it would do well." I mean, okay. I mean, I guess it's a you know, it, it's lessons learned. Hopefully, yeah. you know what I mean. Hopefully, it's lessons learned. Hopefully, Hollywood can walk away, and I mean Hollywood as a whole, not just Marvel. Hopefully, Hollywood can walk away from this and go. We can do this anytime we want to. We just have to be smart about it and do it in a in a way that makes sense and not try to like not treat it like it's an exploitation or anything like that. Treat it like it's a real solid thing yeah. that just has substance to it. And I think that that's gonna make that'll let people. I mean, bring on movies of all cultures. You know, bring them in and let's make a let's let's just not make shit out of it. You know what I mean? There's plenty of shitty movies out there. Let's just make some good ones. Yeah, and I definitely. think it's important. You, you any culture you want, but let's make good ones. And I think that there's always exceptions at any point in time, but let's be more consistent with it. I think Hollywood produces a lot of shit on a regular basis, so it'd be nice to see just some more diversity is important and then but not not like to cast a black actor because he's black, but yeah. because he actually is a great actor and does a great job, you know. So I, I think I, I think it's important. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, so Black Panther was rad. Um, you got anything else going on lately? Like, are you listening to any music or are you checking out new TV or anything like that? Uh, I'm actually rewatching ER. Okay. Isn't that like 240 episodes though, isn't it? It's some insane amount because they were on for like 12 years. But think about it. When ER came on, George Clooney was nobody. Exactly. It was really weird watching those George Clooney episodes. If you want to see when George Clooney is really nobody, watch, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Part Two, ah. and he is in that, and <laughs> that's great. It is terrible. It is a fucking horrible movie, and it's just it's the early early days. But ER, I never. That was something my mom watched, and I would catch like an one episode here or yeah. there, but I never I never got into that show. ER is really good drama. It's sad. A lot of it's. It's all hospital heavy, like people. But a lot of actors and actresses went through that. Uh huh. Kirsten Dunst and Octavia Spencer and you mean they were all like guest stars? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Alan Alda <clears throat> and just just a ton of people, and you know you have to appreciate ER because it's good drama, right? And we wouldn't have like soapy Grey's Anatomy or any other. Of so in a way, ER kind of paved the way for yeah. All those because other... when they were doing surgery and stuff, they weren't actually showing showing the surgery. They were just saying. Oh, got it. Like we're dissecting this heart yeah. right now. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. No. No. And I saw that ER was on Hulu, but it's just not a series that I don't. I I don't think I'll be starting it up anytime um, soon. And then I started watching this uh, Netflix series called Seven Seconds, and it's about a cop who runs down a black kid and then they cover it up and now the cover-up is on basically is it a, is it a tv show though it's, it's a like, tv show so it's fictional i mean yeah for the most part um <clears throat> it's fictional as fictional as right as but they as, say like straight up like you can't report this because think about ferguson or st louis or right, right, right. baltimore they'll crucify you so now going through that i mean i know I can only imagine how it's going to end. Mm. It's depressing to watch. Interesting. Um, is it like a full? Is it ten or like thirteen? Ten episodes. episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, Half hour, forty or like fifty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of okay, but you know, it's kind of it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, something lighter would be uh, everything sucks. Oh yeah, like I just 90s. started the first episode. I didn't finish the first episode, but yeah. I got I got into it. I I mean. It kind of reminded me of um, Freaks and Geeks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, 90s mm-hmm. references, funny, 
um, a little bit the pull of the heartstrings. Too. It seems like it was it was it it was a little more serious than I expected. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more comedic, and that first episode really does like. There's a little bit of jokes, like jokes here and there. Yeah. But some of that uh, high school stuff was very cringeworthy. I was like, Ugh. it yeah. like kind of reminded me of high school, and I was like, oh god, like, this oh, is terrible. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's cool though. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's popped up on Netflix lately, and I have not had the time to even get through. I was watching actually um, old Futurama because I never finished the series, and I just I just finished it the other night, so completely. So now I was like, all right, now I can move on to something else and yeah. start putting some focus on that. So I don't know. Well, I'm gonna just try to. Like, they're trying to catch as many new things as they can, but there's a lot to go around. There's a lot of stuff yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to focus on. No, that's, I think that's the problem is that like our ADD kind of like yeah. our culture now is just like we're going to watch 15 different things. And even uh, Kristen, my girlfriend, just goes, um, I don't want to watch more than like three shows at a time because she's like, I have a hard time remembering like what storylines are what. And I'm like, I can't I can't I can't do that. Like I need to start. I just I just jump into like 15 yeah, different things because exactly, I, I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough time on this planet to like catch everything Scorpios, so just, man. yeah no i'm just trying to watch it all yeah. no kidding <laughs> right on all right well this has been a pretty solid we've been talking for a good while now um yeah. are you have anything else to add you want to throw anything else in there before we go no Any just last uh, minute? just don't be an asshole when you go get younger <laughs> yeah don't be an asshole when you're drinking plenty of the younger it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, this has been Everything All the Time, episode 18. Uh, you can catch all the new episodes on rclvoice.com. And you can also get this on iTunes if you're an iTunes subscriber. You know, rate, review, do stuff social media-wise. We've got Instagrams and Twitters and things like that. Uh, you can plug it again if you want to. or It doesn't really Hashtag it. E-A-T-T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Get that hashtag in there. Let's let's make it a trend. Let's trend thing. that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can catch all this uh, all this stuff on the onlines. And uh, if you have any questions, you can email us at eattpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. So I guess we'll catch you in a week or so. Uh, yeah, we'll for, catch you on the flip side. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Expecting Caressing Loving Hoping to dream a dream of you All the things you have done Make my dark heart come undone. What a difference! What a difference you made! What a difference! What a difference you're making! So much to say. But can't find the words You are my angel And my love is true You change my soul in so many ways It would take 100 years To try to explain what a difference What a difference you made What a difference What a difference you're making You showed me how to love You showed me how to care to do things I would never dare 
You have done so much and you don't even know And I feel this is one good way to express my love What a difference What a difference you made What a difference What a difference you make difference you made 